Uh, Captain Kirk Clyde, I think it's going to be a Reader's Digest version tonight. On 882 6PR, it's Saturday night with Tony McManus. Hello, Captain Kirk. Just a quick check-in. But, you know, Tony, I think you having uh, – one of the reasons you have me and Tamsin on every weekend is to make the folks in Perth just appreciate where they are with all the trials and tribulations yeah. we've got going on. If somebody would say, we can take your mini oasis and just transport it to the beautiful WA Indian Ocean coast with summer coming up, I think I'm, I'm there. I'm there. I'd love to hang out with We'll, we'll get to that in just a tick about what's happening in that part of the world or your part of the world with the COVID. But the, the great news is, hopefully it's good news, Lions and Tigers, the National Zoo in Washington, on recovery. Yeah, and it's about COVID because cats can get COVID. They were pretty concerned back on September 17th. The lions and tigers were showing decreased appetites, coughing, sneezing, lethargy. Zookeepers gave them antibiotics, and now they're developing. This is something you might want to check in with your vet. Well, maybe not so bad in Perth, but possibly in Melbourne, where Tamsin was, about getting a vaccine for your cat. But now, thankfully, the all of the lions and tigers, they've got six lions and three tigers are behaving and eating normally according to uh, keepers the tests have come back undetermined except for luke the lion who still tests positive for covid but they're going to do a couple more tests coming up and that's one of the great places in dc if things ever return to normal america ever stabilizes again dc an amazing place to visit our capital city because all the museums including the national zoo which is part of the smithsonian are free so that's good to see you know the COVID news, if you like, in that part of the world. Are they up or down at the moment, the numbers? Yeah, the, the cases are actually coming down. So it's like almost predicting sports. You just never know what's going to happen next because there was a lot of talk going into fall that cases would come up. But I guess the vaccination, the hard driving to get the vaccination is having some impact. But every day's a new adventure. And the uh, numbers are still just staggering. The death total now over 713,000. And what's fascinating is uh, American politics politicians are now invoking what's happening in Australia to say, oh, things are better here. And I'm like, what? What? Yeah, so the Australian lockdowns are finally penetrating the American news cycle. Here is Ron DeSantis. He's the governor of Florida. After a year and a half, they're still enforcing lockdowns by the military. And that's not a free country. I wonder why we would still... um, you know, have the same diplomatic relations when they're doing that. And that's one guy that's in speculation for the 2024 Republican presidential nomination. He went on to say that both Canada and Australia are looking to Florida for leadership. What he didn't mention, Tony, is that Florida's per capita death rate from yep. COVID is more than 50 times, 50 times that of Australia. So far, close to 57,000 thousand floridians have died from COVID. meanwhile yeah. who would think that being a school board member could be a dangerous job but here in the u.s school board members are becoming the frontline battlers in the COVID wars here's reporter megan traum she was recovering uh, reporting you know, with this everyday occurrence reporting on a school board meeting in northern idaho here's how it went for her this just was insane People were screaming in your faces, following other journalists, following myself to my car, yelling at us, recording us, telling us that we are responsible for the pandemic and that we are just fear mongering. 
it continues to boggle my mind. And you wonder, with low pay, horrible hours, no holidays off, that fewer and fewer people uh, want to be journalists. <laughs> it's simply amazing. Who would have guessed school board members, restaurant workers would need security? I know, along with the school board members. Give you an example. Mm-hmm. Here's a, a hardworking waitress in New York City. I feel like we need a bodyguard outside. I just want them to be nice and understanding that we're just going through so much right now. And Tony, it's easy to see there are now 1.4 million job openings in the restaurant and hotel industries. And I've got to give this woman, I mean, I kind of feel sorry for her, but I, I think she's probably the biggest COVID idiot of the week. A woman named Liani Lutali in Colorado. This is amazing. She needs a kidsy transplant, and it looked like she won't get one because she's refusing a COVID vaccine. Wait, here you hear uh, Liani and her state representative who supports her, a guy named Tim Geithner from Colorado. I feel coerced. I feel like my life is being held in their hands in exchange for a shot. And, you know, the attitude is just take the shot. The understanding is basically conform to uh, this demand, take this COVID vaccine, or otherwise you will be denied uh, a life-saving procedure. Oh, my gosh, Tony, as you know, my daughter is a doctor, so I know a tiny bit about this. The folks that go in for transplants, they have to take a lot of immunosuppressive mm, drugs true. to make their bodies able to receive this this foreign object, this kidney or whatever transplant it is. They're taking so many drugs to allow the kidney transplant and then to block, have the transplant blocked because the patient won't take a COVID vaccine what are you thinking that is just crazy and then to have a politician come in to support this suicidal act it's just it's one of those things that's beyond my level of understanding but at least tony there is one group of folks here in the u.s that are getting lots of extra work by all the covid crazies employment attorneys here's a guy in missouri the kansas city area uh, whose phone is ringing off the hook john ziegelmeiter definitely a lot of calls of folks being told they have 60 days to be vaccinated or you know, face potential termination. Is it legal? Do I have to do this? I don't want to do this. How do I not do this? This is so new territory for everyone. There's no real, there's no real playbook. We're just trying to figure it out as we go. They don't have to be vaccinated to be employed, but they might have to be vaccinated to be employed at that particular place. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. And this is kind of shocking for me as someone who worked decades on air and television, including for this company. People say it's a liberal media, but day after day, gray broadcasting loses anchors because, and I totally support them. I totally support them in this. They laid down the law that if the every staff member who works for gray broadcasting, which owns over, 100 TV stations and controls more in the U.S. That's a whole different topic. But they said you must be vaccinated. And a number of anchors, definitely not part of the liberal media, have said no. They've lost about half dozen so far. And I truly support Gray's action saying get vaccinated or you're off the air. It's kind of interesting. One anchor in Missouri who worked for Gray, was last name was Gray. Now she's gone. And for, do they put up a reason for that, or is that the old, no, it's my right, it's my right? 
Right. It's my right to control my body and determine my uh, medical treatment that they want to go into their bodies. But the fact is, you know, it's one thing to not wear a seatbelt because if you're driving down the road and you crash in your car without your seatbelt, basically just going to hurt you. But when you talk about not getting a vaccine, you're not only hurting yourself, you're hurting your coworkers, you're hurting your neighbors, you're hoping you're hurting your school kids. So much of life is is shades of gray and there may be a tiny fraction that have a justification for not getting a vaccine but pretty much this is a in my view this is a black and white issue if you have just joined us 150 years ago we're talking to kurt clark 150 years ago right. right now for the city of chicago fastest growing city in the world the great chicago fire that's right. It's hard to believe. 150 years ago, Chicago, the, the explosion of industry that was taking place there, it was the China of its era back a century and a half ago. And it was the Chicago fire. It really did happen at Mrs. O'Leary's barn or near that barn. The legend, of course, a cow kicked over the lantern and a lantern in the city was gone. Here are a couple of interesting folks, Tim Samuelson and Sarah Marcus. Tim, a Chicago historian, and Sarah from the Chicago History Museum. It was growing so fast, nobody ever figured out how to plan it in any cohesive way. So there really weren't a lot of rules. There were homes next to lumber yards, next to mills, next to businesses. Homes and businesses were all jumbled together. Fire was a real threat in Chicago. People were terrified of fire. It was a city built of wood. And there were lots of fires. And what amazingly happened, everybody said, no, 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 the fire can't jump to Chicago River. But there was so much industrialization then that, of course, you had an oil sheen or you had a sheen of flammable liquid on top of the river. So the river caught on fire. And when the river is burning, then it just went north with southerly winds and put 100,000 people homeless and killed 300. Hundred, And some people say, because you heard there was no organized planning of the city, some people said, of course, you have to, you know, the, the deaths, of course, tragic. But some people say it turned out to be a great thing for Chicago because it ended up with building codes and some organization of folks living next door to factories. But still great lore and legend in the United States. It's the Chicago fire. Nat Kirk, is this a, a little bit of a follow-up? So uh, number 45, President 45, has yet another yes. rally which goes to where uh, tonight your time in Iowa? Yeah, about uh, 10 hours or so from now. But what's amazing, last week I mentioned the number of emails, and they continue to stream in. This is not from the Republican Party or other Republican candidates, just from Donald Trump's Save America PAC. I'm averaging about eight a day. And they're getting more and more incendiary. You know, I, I get mail a little bit occasionally once in a while from the Labor Party in Australia. And they usually have policy issues in there. Of course, they're, you know, going after the opposition and going for money, but it has some semblance of order to it. Here, I'll give you just a couple of tastes of what I get every day in my email box. I get it, so you don't have to. Joe Biden is a disgrace. There, I said it. This is from uh, Donald Trump Jr., the Trump son. I literally cannot fathom the level of incompetence that we are seeing from our leaders it's absolutely disgusting i already knew that my father was the greatest president in history of our Mm. country and now the whole world knows it too now here's another one but there's a lot there's millions of people millions of people yeah that would agree with that 
it is true. It is true in the United States. We've always had 30 to 40 percent crazies in the U.S. They have 30 to 40 percent wanted to stay with the crown back in the 18th century, stay part of uh, uh, the British colony. But I don't think they were as dangerous, and they certainly were not as heavily armed as the uh, Trump aficionado now. Just give you a taste of one more here, Tony. The Biden administration is a complete and total disgrace. In just eight short months, Biden and the radical Democrats have managed to put America last underlined with every decision all the while trying to destroy President Trump's historical accomplishments. Now, does this next part sound a bit incendiary to you? The incompetence and America humiliation must stop. President Trump is calling on all American first patriots. It's one of the things I hate the most about this. The word patriot has been totally corrupted now in the U.S. So now when you think of patriot, you think of a Trump supporter, not the New England Patriots football team or American patriot. The word has totally been yeah. corrupted in the U.S. Anyway, all American first patriots like you to stand up for America and reject Biden's failed policies. Today is your chance to show the left enough is enough. How far from that do you have to go to? It's time to take up arms. And just one more thing. We're almost out of time here again, Tony, real quickly. That just to give you an idea, so much happened under the Trump administration. They moved BLM, that's not Black Lives Matters, that's Bureau of Land Management, from DC to this place in Western Colorado called Grand Junction, very rural. 328 positions were scheduled to move out of DC. Of those 328, 287 refused to go. They either retired, quit jobs, or went to other uh, government agencies. So of all the people scheduled to move this huge land management agency, three, three ended up in Colorado. So basically, he totally dismantled or stopped that organization from functioning for an extended period of time. And that's a huge news story, totally swept under the rug. Six hours this week with that Facebook. How did you cope? I was fine. I wish we had more time to talk about that, Tony. We will next week. We'll get to the sound clips from that next week about Facebook. Delete Facebook. Join me on Twitter instead. There you go. There's our very own Captain Kirk Clyatt.